Welcome back to the Retro Craptacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Hi. I didn't know that there were, there were, there were that many H's in, in welcome before. Uh, well, you've never been welcomed by me, have you? <laughs> I guess not properly, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, is, I, I appreciate it. Well, you're, mm. you're very welcome. Oh, God. How are you doing, Aaron? <laughs> uh, uh, no, not bad. Not bad. Not cool. Bad. That's a great... I love the kind of medium energy that we tend to bring to our podcasts. Yeah. I think well, occasionally... There's been like maybe like five out of the 60 or something. How many have we done? This is number 71? Fuck. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're like a real podcast now. Is that all it takes? Is that you just have to put out a certain number? And then you're... I guess so. I mean, like, if most podcasts release on, like, a weekly basis, we've passed the year mark, even though we've been doing it for, like, six years or seven years or whatever this is. Yeah. Um. So, there's that. Cool. Almost seven, I think. Almost seven. Yeah. We, we started in 2017. Wild. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 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 Crazy. And, uh... Still got a stack of DVDs we got to get through before we can call it quits. So okay, so yeah, this is like a till death do we um, stop. Yeah, because if we don't review them, I can't write them off on my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we have to do it oh, for tax reasons. <laughs> we got to do it for your financial well-being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'm on board. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, um, th- this is this is our spooky season, Ooh. Halloween, Friday the 13th. Yeah, October. Bad luck episode. It's the October episode. Yeah, Friday the 13th. I feel like we've done a Friday the 13th on a Friday the 13th kind of deal before, haven't we? Yeah, I think I try and... Um, Just keep an eye on the calendar. Keep an eye on the calendar <laughs> if there's a Friday the 13th one. Yeah. Well, it's kind of a a thing, but uh, oh, before we get into that, oh yeah, we don't want to we don't want to jump straight into the horse's mouth. No, no, we want. That's the thing keep, that they say. Uh, want to keep that horse waiting. Y- yes, don't keep a gift horse waiting <laughs> in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> Ooh, so I take uh, back the mid energy. There's a bit of a weird energy. It was a bit of a weird vibe. Well, okay, I <laughs> I came over like pretty much right after work. I ate an entire party tray of sushi <laughs> by myself while we watched this movie. Um, so I might be the first person to ever uh be recording a podcast while in some sort of food induced coma. Um. <laughs> Just kind of how it feels. So I'm trying to keep the energy levels up, but every part of my body is telling me to lie down. <laughs> lie down now. To yeah. Lie down stat. <laughs> like, if you could be horizontal and just focus on digesting, that'd be great. But, uh, we nope. Did, we did talk about one day we should record an entire podcast while lying down and while not looking down. at each other. Yeah. But I don't think today's that day because I already set up the mics and I don't want to move. I feel like we recorded one long when we were doing the long distance ones i feel like one of them i did in bed <laughs> did you i feel like maybe 
That's amazing. I don't remember. Or oh, been no. 70 of them. I, it was when we would watch the movie together. Oh. I think I watched one. We watched one of them and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to sit in bed yeah. <laughs> on my laptop and do this. Legit. Yeah. That's Anyways, amazing. speaking of sitting in bed and watching things. Hey. Hey. What have you been watching? We're going to talk about Ahsoka, right? Yeah. I mean, should we just talk about Ahsoka now or do you yeah. want to hear about anything else? In case... I mean, do you got anything else? Um... I got a weird thing, but you can go first. I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, um, kind of like tying into Ahsoka. I feel like when it comes to Star Wars and Marvel, which obviously we've talked about a lot, they have a lot of media and we've both been fans of their things in the past. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like enough already. Enough with the garbage. There's so much bad stuff. And I think last time we talked, I mentioned that, like I watched all of Marvel's garbage stuff because I was really sick for a while and I love superhero stuff when I'm sick. And I watched yeah. like Miss Marvel and She Hulk and oh yeah, were you watching Secret Wars? Was Secret that? Wars I watched as well. Yeah, yeah, and it was all just kind of like bad. Yeah. Whereas like even yeah, it was just like lackluster. It was like at, at worst it was just bad, and at best it was like kind of interesting but felt pointless. Um, and yeah, to that, but like the thing that's annoying is that they keep just bringing me back in because I, I you know i watched all this marvel something okay i'm done with marvel like whatever this is garbage but season two of loki is coming out in a little bit and yeah. i watched some more i rewatched loki season one and was like this was interesting to me i was actually interested in this it was interesting wasn't it yeah and so i'm like is it gonna be good and in that same kind of vein, you know, Star Wars has been putting out garbage after garbage, with the exception of Andor. That was actually yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, Ahsoka comes out. And I'm like, Ooh, but is it going to be good, though? Because, like, Ahsoka's a super interesting character. And they're you know, also got those rebel characters in there. Like, I feel like there's some potential. Um, and so I did watch it, despite thinking that, it's probably all going to be garbage from here on out forever. Um, well, no, because Andor season two is coming. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they've signed Tony Gilroy to like a first look deal to produce more Star Wars shows. Oh, sure. But what does that mean these days? I don't know. It means but, nothing. The answer is nothing. But, I mean, they they know that Andor has resonated with a significant portion of the fan base. Oh, good. I, I feel like they know that. I don't assume that they know anything. <laughs> I mean, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but, I mean, to be fair, Mandalorian also resonates with a significant portion of the fan base. So, it's like... Mm. I think they're they're kind of... I mean, and maybe this is a good thing. Maybe they're realizing, like, oh, we can serve both audiences. I mean, that is a good lesson, ultimately. Yeah. Because their fan base is too big and too divided. It's super broad, right? And when you try to please everyone, you actually please no one, and you make episode nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I don't know. I feel like they even burned a lot of the, like... Like, I feel like a lot of people were forgiving of Mando season two. I don't think as many people were as forgiving of Mando season three. I hope not. Just based on what I've seen online and, and stuff like that. People are kind of like, yeah, that's not for me. Are they making more Mandalorian? 
I maybe. Uh, well, okay, so here, yes, in in some version they will because um, they just need some. They just need to find another character to have be the main character. Yeah, no. Um, While then, Jaren hangs out with them. So, okay, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and Ahsoka, and is there another show? Oh, it was going to be Rangers of the New Republic, but then Gina Carano got canceled for comparing being conservative to being oh. a Jew during World War II. Yes, I heard about that. Yeah. Um, and so they were like, hi, um, no, you go bye-bye now. Yeah. And then she got to star in a movie with Ben Shapiro. So good for her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wild. She went from potentially being the star of her own uh, Disney Plus series to, like, being at the bottom of the Walmart bargain bin, and someone picks up the DVD and goes, nah, <laughs> and chucks it back. Um, is that where Ben Shapiro is? Yeah. <laughs> he just lives <laughs> under there. <laughs> he lives going, Barbie is woke anti-men crap, and I don't like it. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. Here, have a copy of Gremlins 2. Do people really think that Barbie is anti-men? Uh, ben Shapiro does, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. Okay, specifically Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Because I watched that movie, and it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Um, well, yeah, I watched Barbie. That was the thing that I was going to bring up. I watched oh, yeah. Barbie. Yeah, what do you think? It was fantastic. Oh, okay. It was... Oh, God. It was... I mean, I have a lot of feelings about it, actually. <laughs> it was very... It was weird. It was a weird space to be in, because it was extremely funny for a lot of it, and also extremely troubling. I didn't find it that funny. Really? Oh yeah, we talked about. Yeah, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't enjoy it that much. And even even well, it's not that I didn't enjoy it. I just I didn't think it was that funny. Um, and even like the cinema I was in, there wasn't like a lot of like roar, raucous laughter. Oh, okay. I'd say there's like smattering of chuckles. Uh, here and there, but it's always hard for me to tell because I'm the loudest laughter. <laughs> wherever yeah. i am fair I'm, enough yeah so <laughs> i can't hear other people laugh uh, but no i thought it was very funny i really enjoyed it and yeah the it was really kind of oh, i was so interesting that like it's a weird movie it's very weird and like upsetting and and it's it's, cr- it's great because it's upsetting in so many ways and then it kind of like flips it around to the other side you know because it's like barbie land is is run by women and and the kens feel downtrodden and then that flips around in barbie land because kens learn that men run the real world yeah and it destroys barbie land and a lot of the plot is about restoring it to what it was Right, restoring Barbie Land to what it was, and what it was as as you kind of like flip it around and you see, and we kind of learn about the Kens' like emotional states, and how like oh like they were in a bad way, yeah, and they sought change, and once that change is taken away, and they're like grateful just to get like a single seat on the council kind of thing in the end, you realize in that like as an audience member you realize like oh. Barbie Land wasn't great because it was also unequal. Yeah. 
and it's like oh <laughs> yeah that's that's really yeah that's yeah that's why i didn't think it was anti-man it was it was pro equalism and there was yeah and there oh, was none 100 percent is yeah yeah for sure um like i said it's the best version of a barbie movie we'll ever get probably oh yeah i don't think you can do a better version of that because it's a bad idea from the beginning to yeah. do a barbie movie <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah uh going going back to ahsoka though right um what are your thoughts so you've only seen i mean by the time this episode comes out all of the show oh right will have aired so um, people will be listening to it and be like you don't even know yeah so yeah okay so full disclosure we're recording this about a month in advance um but we will be releasing it on friday the 13th in october that's showbiz baby that's just showbiz baby just we had a window and we took it um yeah so so we're we're on episode episode five just aired on tuesday and i've seen four thursday and you've seen four yeah i don't know i feel like i think ultimately i'd say my overall opinion is that it's pretty blah yeah it's like it honestly like starts the show starts with the villains and the villains to me seem interesting they do seem interesting don't they yes and i'm like okay what's up what's up big daddy balin i want to know what your deal is and what's up phoebe bridgers why did you become a sith <laughs> and i i want to know like I'm, I'm interested to learn more about them but obviously the show is not about them and i haven't learned anything about them yet and instead the show is about ahsoka but like but it's not but it's not um which is like i mean the problem that they've been having with all of their shows that aren't andor is like focus but like what am i trying to say what am i trying to say aaron what am i trying to say well so i understand wait i thought of it yeah (laughs) (laughs) shut up it's my turn um i think that and to be fair i haven't watched all of rebels or much of rebels um but I think a part of a part of my feeling watching the show was like, oh, if I hadn't watched the Clone Wars, I wouldn't give any shits at all. And if I had watched Rebels, I'd probably give more shits. This show mm-hmm. kind of seems like it's for people who have watched both of those things. Definitely, uh, it's it's a show that assumes you did the reading the night before. Yeah, you know, very much so. It's it's uh, yeah. You, it's, you showed up to class on Monday, and your professor's like, "Did you do the reading over the weekend?" And you're like, "I didn't know we had a reading to do." <laughs> Classic. Um, having seen Clone Wars and Rebels in their entirety, and having rewatched Rebels recently with my partner in preparation for Ahsoka coming out, so you did do your reading the night before. <laughs> I did do my reading the night before. Um. Mostly for their sake, because they have not seen any of this stuff. Oh, okay. So I gave them like a crash course in Clone Wars, where I'm like, here's all of the episodes you should watch, because they're not all important, because that show will just be like, here's a five-arc episode about R2-D2. Yeah, that's right. Going on a secret mission with like a little frog guy. Um, Yeah. 
the little weird frogman arc very strange yeah that show was a bit weird at times <laughs> um and so we we skipped a lot of the the fat of of Reb, uh clone wars because i was they were like okay i just need to like know who ahsoka is like who this character is mm-hmm. so we watched most of the ahsoka centric stuff um and then watched all of rebels and um it's it's definitely helpful in that now i know who these characters are uh but the characterization of them does not seem true to the characters as they were in those shows interesting with the exception of hera okay hera and chopper are pretty um pretty well translated from the cartoons uh sabine uh, a bit yeah i like i from what i remember about rebels sabine was like the cool one right isn't she supposed to be really cool because she's like kind of punk yeah spray paint stuff she and changes she's, and her she's hair. also a mandalorian she changes her hair she does street art and she's a mandalorian yeah and like what's very clear is that um dave filoni just has a hard on for mandalorians oh that was very obvious yes yeah. <laughs> So much of the Clone Wars was focused on them. Oh, yeah. They came back in Rebels. Um, so, what's interesting to me is we, we're, we're supposed to know these characters and feel like we know them. But then there's this whole new element thrown in there of Sabine is Ahsoka's apprentice. Okay, so it, was that not in the never, show? Okay, because I thought that seemed really out of left field. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. It was like, oh, I guess I never finished Rebels, and they did a weird thing where they wanted to give a Mandalorian a lightsaber again. Yeah, so, I mean, she did some... She gets the Darksaber at one point uh, and does some uh, lightsaber training with Ezra and Kanan. Okay. I don't think Ahsoka was there for that basically they're trying to like reunite um the 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 tribes of mandalore kind of doing what bo-katan right wanted to do it also fucking contradicts its own lore so in rebels sabine just hands bo-katan the darksaber what? She's like, here, you you are the true rightful leader of Mandalore. You should lead. And Bo-Katan's like, fucking damn right. Give me that. <laughs> and then she's like, I got the Darksaber. I'm the leader. And everyone's like, yay. What? And I'm like, well, that. Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. Because <laughs> at the end of Mandalorian season two, it's all like, oh, it's not a gift to be given. It has to be won in combat, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um... So, that's weird. They're already contradicting themselves yeah. in their own show. But So, wait. In Rebels, Bo-Katan got the Darksaber? Correct. And then in Mandalorian, Bo-Katan got the Darksaber? Correct. Does she just keep losing it? Yeah. She lost it to Moff Gideon. Oh. That's stupid. That's explained in Mandalorian. Oh. I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah, because Moff Gideon was the one that did the purge on Mandalore. Mm. And she surrendered to him in the hopes that he would spare. Oh, because yeah, 
their people and then surrender to me and i'll spare you everyone yeah classic villain move yeah and then he just took the dark saber and then nuked everybody yeah of course um yeah so um also giancarlo esposito is amazing he is but like uh, i don't know he's this feels like there's nothing for him to do in that show this is what I kind of feel like everyone who casts Giancarlo Esposito now, they're all like, oh, we want a, 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 a cool bad guy like Gus Fring. <laughs> um, and everyone's going to be like scared of him, be like, whoa, who's this bad guy? He's so crazy. Like, what's he going to do? And, and they forget to write a good character. And then they forget to, they forget that there was an episode of Breaking Bad called Box Cutter, where you see how fucking unhinged uh gus fring can get and you understand why the fuck everyone's scared of gus fring mm. and they didn't write the box cutter episode of mandalorian it's just everyone's scared of moff gideon accept yeah. it yeah he just he shows up and he knows din Djarin's name yeah hmm <laughs> you know and he had the dark saber at the end and like whoa Who's this guy? Well, at least he's got gravitas. Yeah, like he's look, he's a good actor, and he does like a good like mustache twirly. Oh yeah, like I'm so evil and bad, but like there's nothing behind that. Yeah, you still need to write a good character. They're assuming <laughs> that everyone's seen Breaking Bad, and they're like, "Whoa, he's scary." It's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> he's actually kind of like a friendly looking guy. Yeah. Um, but my favorite thing that I've ever seen him on is. Uh, college humor <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's also uh he's also in do the right thing is he yeah he's bugging out he's the guy who's all like, freaking out because someone spilled spilled something on his jordans what yeah <laughs> that's giancarlo esposito i need to go watch that after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so that's cool amazing uh so yeah, so my th- my thing with Ahsoka is like they're like c- clearly it's a show that requires you to have done the reading, like I said, but then it throws in stuff that wasn't in the reading. It's like why it's like why is there algebra on my Latin test? Yeah, well it's like read chapters one through four of Rebels before uh, class. Like okay, I read I read the chapters. Like all right, so. Now, if you remember in chapter five, uh, <laughs> Sabine becomes Ahsoka's apprentice. Like, whoa, 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 whoa I, I missed that. I didn't read chapter four. It's like, well, it's too late. We're moving on. So, <laughs> yeah, that is yeah, what it so, felt like. So that's never been addressed. So it's these two characters who we've seen in animation, but never in live action together. They have a previous history that we've seen in animation, but not in live action. And then they're talking about a different history that we've never seen in any format. And... Yeah. It just it feels like it it feels like he wanted these characters to all be on this adventure together, but he needed to give them some connective tissue cuz there wasn't that connective tissue for these particular characters in Rebels. Um and so yeah. he's trying to like force it a little bit. Um Did he not like have enough episodes to like show us something or I don't know, because, I mean, he said, like, I was at Star Wars Celebration in 2017. Oh, yeah. Uh, when he did, uh, he was kind of introducing the final season of Rebels, and he's like, I've decided to end it after four seasons because I've done 
shows and not gotten to finish them before and i know how much that sucks Hmm. and i don't want to have that same thing happen with this show yeah so that was his kind of like reason for ending it so I, i don't know um if that truly was his call or if there was some uh some other you know behind the scenes directive to like uh you know the show's ratings are down we need to we need to wrap it up or if you want to wrap it up you you better do it this season because you're not getting another one kind Mm. of thing so i don't know i don't know what uh what what the actual reason was if it was his call or not um he says it it was um so yeah i don't know it feels forced and weird to me yeah there's not a lot of yeah it didn't i didn't feel the motivation uh, or see the chemistry and it was like yeah yeah that's the thing they don't really have any chemistry together um yeah the girl that plays sabine i think is is good uh and obviously rosario dawson's a great actress oh yeah she's fantastic She's playing Ahsoka like so stoically. Yeah. Okay. I that's something I really wanted to bring up. Um, I don't remember Ahsoka being so boring. No. Like she's actually like Ahsoka's a very earnest character. Yeah. You know, like she she puts her heart on her sleeve, kind of right, like. Yeah, she asked from the beginning, and she was super annoying at first, and yeah. then you kind of, like, learn to love her, and then she walks away from the Jedi Order because she has so much integrity. Yeah, and so, even, like, going from End of Clone Wars to Rebels, um, y- you know, like, the character is, is different and has changed. Um, she's a bit older, she's a bit wiser. Mm-hmm. She has more experience. She's a bit more world weary. Um, but I don't think that like enough would have happened between rebels and this show for her to become so like sullen, you know, like she's very dour. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really weird choice and there's, it's, she's missing that spark of life. Yes. I think that makes, um, like Ashley Eckstein's portrayal of the character, um, so cool and unique and relatable. Yeah. Uh, I just, I feel like I'm not. I'm not watching the same character and I don't have this, the same kind of emotional attachment to this character that I did with the animated version. Yeah. And it's like, I think a part of it too is like all of these other shows that have been sucking have had lead characters who are written very stoically. Yeah. And so it just feels like another in a long line of poorly written quote-unquote main characters yeah and also this show ahsoka has two very stoic characters in them one is ahsoka and one is balin yeah and to see them so different from each other when like ahsoka is supposed to be the main character and it's like 
not feeling a connection. And then Balin is super stoic, but speaks his mind and says some things that are pretty interesting that you're like, yeah. what is this guy's deal? Yeah. You, you, you've never been let into this version of Ahsoka's mind. Mm-hmm. There's n- never really been a scene where I feel like she sits down with Sabine or Hera or Hu Yang or whoever and is like, man, I'm really like, I'm really fucked up right now, man. <laughs> like if we like, the, like there's a scene in episode four where, uh, she talks to Sabine about a potentially very hard choice that they're going to have to make, which right. is if we can't get to Ezra before our enemies do or before our enemies get to Thrawn, uh, then maybe no one should make this trip. Yeah. Like for the sake of the greater good, and you know, and and I and I think this is something that Ezra would agree with. Would be, if if we can't bring him back, then then we should destroy the map, and then no one can get to Thrawn. Yeah. You know, and that is really kind of played off in like two sentences. Where I'm like, this is your chance for them to have like a big, like heart to heart moment, you know, like this is a master and apprentice moment where it's like, look, kids, sometimes things don't always work out exactly the way we want them to. And life is having to make sacrifices and being a leader is having to make the hard choices that other people can't make. Yeah. You know, like that's that's a good teachable moment but it's just like well you know we might we might have to destroy the map and then no one can get there and then Sabine's just like it's not gonna come to that yeah it's like, okay it might though <laughs> real missed opportunity um, yeah so i think that's part of my problem and then if i can talk about episode five for just a second yeah go for it um you saw at the end of the episode, Hayden Christensen's back. Yep. Uh, don't worry, they don't do the weird digital face shit to him the whole time. Okay, good. Because I uh, or yeah. if they do, it gets better. <laughs> they spent all the money on that episode and not a lot on the other one. Because <laughs> okay, uh, it looks way better. Um, but basically, he returns through the Force or something. They're in the world between worlds. And he returns to give her her final lesson. Okay, because he's a force ghost. Maybe. Yeah, he. F- Wait, when is this movie start again? So it's five years after Return of the Jedi. So he is dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he did. And he did force ghost, but they're also in the world between worlds, which is a weird. Kind of. Yeah, I kind of skipped over the part where you said that and pretended I knew what you were talking about, and I don't. Oh, because you haven't seen Rebels all the way through. Yeah. Okay. And I'm sure I'm not the only one. <laughs> okay. Wow. I have to fucking do this? Okay. Is this where there are so... space whales or is that a different thing? <laughs> oh, no. There's space whales in a different place. Okay. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. Uh, so at the end of Rebels... Also, quick side note. Do space whales always make you think of Star Trek or is it just me? Uh, yeah. 100%. Okay. Just checking. Yeah. Thank you. Please um, continue. So... 
the space whales show up um, in partway through Re- Rebels, and then they come back at the end. Uh, Ezra calls them using the Force. They grab onto the Star Destroyer uh, that Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn are on, and they warp in off into unknown space through hyperspace. Right, which is where they are. Which is right in this show. So that's how Rebels ends. By force calling the whales. Yeah. Um, before that, they found on Lothal a uh, a painting on, on an ancient temple wall or something like that. That is of the father, the daughter, and the son of Mortis. Okay. Which you may remember there was a Clone Wars arc where uh, they end up on this planet called Mortis that's in, uh, inhabited by three beings, the father and then the son and the daughter. And the daughter represents the light. The son represents the dark side. Um, that does sound familiar. Yeah. yeah. So they they find a painting. Uh, something happens and the painting changes and it opens a portal into this quote-unquote world between worlds. Um which is kind of what it sounds like. Uh, uh, and Ezra finds a doorway uh, where he can hear a lightsaber fight going on, and he sees Ahsoka, and he grabs her, and he pulls her through the door. Um, and she was fighting Darth Vader in the Sith Temple before the Sith Temple collapsed. Um, and so he pulls her out, and they see you know Kanan right before he dies... Um, and he dies using the force basically to hold off an explosion that's going to wipe out the ghost. Um, and, and he saves the crew and he sacrifices himself and Ezra's like, oh, we can save Kanan. And she's like, well, if you save Kanan, then you're going to die. Like we can't, right. We can't mess with the timeline, man. (laughs) there's rules to this shit and so she ends up going back in through the same door that he he pulled her out of she's like i can't come with you i have to go back here or else everything is going to be like it could have you know dire consequences so when i saw that's where she ended up at the end of episode four i was like ah fuck where is this going Hmm. because i was like don't bring time travel into this crap like oh yeah Star Wars doesn't have time travel. It doesn't need time travel. Um, and thankfully, they don't do that in Episode 5. Basically, uh, they do like a, a, a series of flashbacks to the Clone Wars um, with Anakin and Ahsoka, where they're, she's a little girl, but she's aware of the fact that they're in a memory or something like that. Hmm. And he's trying to teach her this lesson which is um oh, what's the lesson <laughs> clearly it wasn't very impactful <laughs> it's not very clear so he's basically like your choice like your choices live or die and then they start having like a lightsaber fight and then they end up in the clone wars and they're like he's wearing the clone wars armor which is kind of cool hmm. see that in live action but bit of fan service a little bit of fan service. It's kind of cool. It's neat. I thought maybe they were going to do it in Obi-Wan. I wanted to see like a flashback with Anakin and Obi-Wan. Hmm. Um, and so that actually is a good segue into my main issue with this. Okay. Which is 
we are watching characters that have a long history together. Yeah. The actors portraying these characters have never met before. And so at least for me, uh, and I don't know if anyone else feels this way, it, it, it feels a lot different than when in Obi-Wan we see Hayden and, and Ewan together on screen. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, oh, these are old friends. Yeah. I'm seeing old friends again. And I don't get that when I see Hayden and Rosario on screen. Or Hayden and whatever this little girl's name is that plays young Ahsoka. There's just, there's no, they don't have any chemistry together. Hmm. Whereas, like, for Hayden and Ewan, it's just like, you know, they turn it back on. And, and, and they are those characters again. Oh, do you think that's like an acting thing, a writing thing, a directing thing? I think it's a little bit of all three of those things. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, if the actors... I mean, good actors can play anything, right? That's what makes them good actors. <laughs> That's what makes them good actors. Um, so it's a little bit in the writing. I think Dave Filoni is writing these characters the way he would write them for... Um, you know, Matt Lanter and actually Eckstein to play. Um, he's he's writing what he thinks the you know would be the next step for these characters, but I don't think he's a very good director of actors. Hmm. Um. Because yeah, there's just nothing. Both Rosario and Hayden feel like they have nothing to go off of with each other. Like, there's nothing there for either of them to, like, they feel like, it feels like they don't know their own character's histories, kind of. Hmm. Um, and so, like, I don't know if they've never seen, I thought Rosario said that she, you know, watched all the Clone Wars and stuff before taking the part. I don't know. I... There's a big, there's a big disconnect for me, and uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't feel very uh, attached to anyone in this show. Yeah, yeah, I think that's actually a really good way of putting it. I think watching this show just felt like a very passive activity. Yeah, <laughs> it was not engaging. Um and. You know, we still we still got three episodes left. Um, I I think there's still time to to turn it around. Um, I'm hoping that once we get to the final episode, everything will kind of come together. Maybe I don't know. Um, you fool! <laughs> you hold on to hope when there is nothing but despair. But it also feels kind of like. A show that should be binged. That's fair. Because, um, like, I know, like, after episode three ended, I was kind of like, what, that's it? They have a little space battle. She does some flips in space, and then there's nothing. And then they just get back in and they fly away. 
Yeah, and then, and then like that's the end of the that's the end of that episode, and then. Um. Yeah, it does seem like if I could have if you could binge it and you don't have as much time to digest between episodes, uh, then overall maybe it would feel a little bit better. But yeah, because I mean like. Like, think about, like, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a really good show. But I don't think back to, like, individual episodes of Stranger Things, really, right? I'm like, oh, season three of Stranger Things is really good. You yeah. know, it's like a season as a whole. And I think my, my issue with a lot of these Ahsoka episodes is that they have a beginning and a middle. And then they end. But they don't have an ending. Yeah. You, you know, um... So, uh, episode five was the first one that kind of felt like it had an ending. Oh, that's nice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'm still curious to see where it goes. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical about what their plan is because I know this whole, like Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka, they're all supposed to tie into like they're like a mini universe within Star Wars. Like a like a connected series. Yeah, I guess. Just because some of the characters have met Dinjarin, but whatever. Yeah. Well and they're gonna tie it all together in a movie. What? Yeah. They're tying it all together in a movie that Dave Filoni's directing. Like Ahsoka and Boba Fett and Din Djarin are all going to be in a movie together? I guess so. I'm not going to the theaters for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fuck, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what they're supposed to do. Um, but I'm, I'm, I mean, okay, fuck, no, I know what they're going to do. It, it's fucking... Thrawn's going to return, and there's going to be a big threat, and then, then you know... I think Thrawn's going to return like at the end of the Ahsoka at, series. At the end of the Ahsoka series. And, and then we have to gonna, wait for the movie for... And they're going to put on a movie called Heir to the Empire, and then... Yeah. Boring. Yep. So that's... That's what's going to happen. Um, Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I say I'm I'm cautiously optimistic uh, for this show. I don't know about the future of any of these other series. Mandalorian feels stupid already. Yeah, which is too bad because. Do you remember when season one came out and it was so good? Yeah, so much fun. Yeah, and the music ripped ass. Yeah, I mean even season two. For all it's like, he goes to a new planet and makes a new friend, um, which he does like three times in that seven episode season or whatever. It's like the littlest hobo. <laughs> yeah. Um, like even, the littlest Mando. Even season two, like I don't, I don't like that Luke Skywalker just shows up and and nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that Luke Skywalker shows up at the end. And we talked about this before. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. This Deus Ex Machina. Of, like we got to put Luke Skywalker in there. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, but like the ending that they give the Mandalorian in that is really good. And there's like, yes. a really good arc there. And then like the fucking season three, they throw it all away into the poop. Yeah. But like, remember? Okay, I was just thinking about this the other day actually, and I I wanted to go back and watch it, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, was the the first episode of season two where they fight the crate dragon? Yeah. What a 
fucking great episode with uh, Timothy, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, Oliphantastic is in it. Oliphantastic. I've never heard that before, but it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a that was a great episode. He's just there wearing Boba Fett's armor, being super handsome. Yeah. And it's just like, where the fuck did you get Boba Fett's armor? Well, I'm just so good looking. Got it off some Jawas. Yep. Um, that was good. Yeah. Like that, that was so great. What a great like single episode. Totally forgot about that episode. It's great. It's probably it might be my favorite episode of The Mandalorian, honestly. It's really good. Um Yeah, so that's my feelings on Ahsoka. It's a lot of feelings. It is a lot of feelings. It's cause you want it to be good. I do want it to be good. And like and Dave Filoni has proven that he can tell really good stories and like develop really good characters, but it's like, can you only do it if it's a cartoon? Like what? What's? Yeah, it was funny. I I recently rewatched Avatar: The Last Airbender, and I forgot that like Dave Filoni directed. I think almost like the entire first book. Like at the end of every episode, Dave Filoni's name comes up, and I'm like, oh right, yeah. And i love that show i think it's incredible that, that got him the clone wars job that's right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then um, yeah lots of clone wars it was incredible and like it's, it, it's rebels not... is really good too like rebels is is a really solid show i believe it um but yeah i don't know maybe maybe you're right maybe it's just something to do with live action doesn't quite translate in his brain i don't know yeah i don't know like it doesn't make sense because like especially for like the type of stories that he's telling they feel like they should work whether it's in live action or, or, or not, like they don't, they don't feel like they're medium specific, you know, or so, like, as opposed to something like, I don't, I don't know. The, the Simpsons. Yeah. Kind of only works as a cartoon. Yeah. Um, you know, that would be weird. Or, or, uh, you know, Looney Tunes. Yeah. That's n- no. <laughs> you can't really do live action Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. Like it doesn't that doesn't translate. Not so much. Um, but like this isn't that, right? This isn't like a hyper stylized version of the of the Star Wars universe. Like, you know, like yeah. the character models and stuff might be a little stylized and not look, you know, exactly human. Um, but like that doesn't have any effect on like the type of storytelling the universe is still grounded in in the same reality as the live action yeah so it doesn't make sense to me why he can't pull that from from animation and and tell this story in in animation or in live action like yeah i wonder if it would have been different if he was doing it as a cartoon hard to say where were you in 2004 2004 i or 2003 when did this come out 2003 2003 middle school speaking of bulldogs <laughs> all right because your Those school was the, the bulldogs yeah. all right um we watched freddy versus jason warn your friends warn everyone welcome to my nightmare Awake or sleep. Why 
Yeah. Now, so, you weren't like a horror kid, really. Well, I didn't kill anyone when I was a child. I Only when I became an adult did I really get a taste for murder. Right. Oh, wait, that's not what you meant. No. Mm. You um, can edit this, right? <laughs> but uh, sh- we got him. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> um. For the listeners at home, I, I, I lifted my collar and, and spoke into it like I was an FBI agent running a sting. Um, so you, you were not a fan of horror films as a child, really? Not overly, no. I'm pretty sure every single horror movie that I ever watched as a child, I watched with you. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really liked them. I had parents that didn't really want me to watch them. So I had to find excuses to watch them. And then once my parents found out how many I had seen, then at a certain point they stopped caring. And they <laughs> were like, up. okay, once you, yeah. Well, like, I think, like, I wanted to watch Alien. And so my dad was like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll rent you Alien. It's like an old sci-fi movie or something. <laughs> and I watched it. And then, like, he looked at the back and he's like, this is rated R? And I'm like, <laughs> 11. And I'm like, uh-huh. And he's like, oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. And you're, you're fine? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, okay. Can I rent the second one? Hmm. I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. That was my experience with, with horror movies. I mostly watched them at my cousin's house uh, when I would go to Ontario for the summers. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, he had a room. His bedroom was in the basement. And uh, oh. his... Uh, mom and, or his stepdad one of them had a big collection of horror dvds and we would just go upstairs and grab a couple and take them down and just spend all night watching horror movies in the basement wild so you've seen like a lot of them right? oh yeah yeah um so i guess you probably don't remember then the hype around this movie when it came out certainly not this was like like they did like a like a heavyweight weigh in like boxing press conference what? in in Vegas with with Freddie and Jason what um before the movie came out yeah like it was it was such a big deal um and i remember it it made like you know it cost like 25 million dollars to make or something like that and it and it made like 280 million at the box office which like for that time for an r-rated movie was like insanely big like the wow. you know the the highest grossing r-rated movie was passion of the christ oh wow <laughs> right and then this one came in i think probably slid into second place wowza um so like it was it was huge um and i wanted to see it so bad <laughs> and my parents would not take me. So I didn't see this for... When would I have seen this? 
I don't remember the first time I watched this, actually. I know. To be honest with you. Was it like years after it came out? or? Yeah, probably. I mean, I might have watched it with my cousin in the basement. Um, Your horror cousin in his murder basement? Yeah, or I might have just like, you know, rented it myself one day. <laughs> like in high school or something like that. Once, you know, most of the time they didn't care at Roger's video if when you you know looked decently old yeah um so yeah I remember the first time but I remember thinking it was awesome yeah you loved it I loved it I was like this is great it's got it's got Freddy it's got Jason it's got like a crazy amount of blood like a lot yeah some like really kind of gnarly cool kills that's really what these kinds of movies come down to. It's like, you know, murder's going to happen. Yeah. So it has to happen in at least an interesting way. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we got to see Catherine Isabel naked, which was, like, also a big deal for me. Right. Personally at the time. Right. I'm like, damn, that's awesome. Um, it's a very life changing moment for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I saw, I mean, I saw Ginger Snaps when I was a kid and like, I had a huge crush on Catherine Isabel and then I found out that she was like from Vancouver and I was like, oh shit. Yeah, oh, that's cool. She's local. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, little 12 year old me being like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you could run into her in the next city over. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, that for me was like kind of yeah it was it was it was it was all good i liked the whole thing hmm. i liked that jay was in it from jay and silent bob oh yeah i mean not really but they definitely were like we should just put that character in this movie <laughs> yeah but fuck the silent one we don't need him i think they should have just leaned into it probably they had jay and silent bob show up in scream 3 i'm like why not have jay and silent bob just show up in freddy versus jason why not yeah have them both get murdered that'd be hilarious but anyways uh tell me tell me your thoughts tell me what's the story what's the story of the movie? what's the story of the movie so yeah. obviously what the movie is actually about is this this guy his name is freddie yeah freddie wong and <laughs> and he fights this dude named Jason Momoa. <laughs> Wait, is that what the movie we watched? <laughs> uh, no, no, sorry. He fights Jason Biggs. Uh, catches him fucking a pie. Oh, of yeah. course. Um, yep. Yeah. And then he haunts his dreams. And then he haunts his dreams. Uh, no. So the movie is uh, obviously set in a world where the Friday the Thirteenth and the Nightmare Before Elm Street shit has already happened nightmare before elm street <laughs> whoops <laughs> you know i was thinking of stripes and yeah fair enough they both um, got stripes mm-hmm. yep hmm. what's this what's this there's blood everywhere um Ooh, that's good thank you um <laughs> yeah so freddie wong is already dead um yeah. This is such a weird joke that you're doing. Like, 
Like, is anyone going to remember Freddie Wong? Of course they will. And anyone who... You can't... The guy from Tactical Reloads? Yes. They're at least Googling it now if they yeah. don't remember. <laughs> and also, you're right. No one no one will remember. No. Unless they listen to Dungeons and Daddies. Is he on Dungeons and Daddies? Yeah. Oh. It's a rowdy, horny, violent podcast for grown-ups. That is true. Anyway, Freddy Krueger um, is dead. Yes. And Jason... Voorhees yeah. is dead. Vanderbeek. James. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and so the writers had a little bit of a problem there. Because yep. they needed these two to fight, and they were both dead. Well, okay. And so... they decided that it wasn't much of a problem. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, there's two ways they could have gone about doing this. The good Would... way and the bad way. <laughs> well, so there's the way of ignoring all of the continuity that previously happened right and just starting fresh yeah soft reboot style right saying like okay all those movies some version of them sort of kind of happened but like we don't need to stick to all the details about it this is who freddy is this is who jason is we're just gonna roll with it you know you know that Mm -hmm. stuff didn't happen in the 80s maybe it happened in like the the mid 90s right and you know whatever um but these guys were fans of the franchises and they were like no we can't say that nothing you know none of that lore happened absolutely not um we got to try and preserve all the lore and so let me just break down the lore for you here oh please do so the last time we saw frederick von kruger bitch (laughs) Is that he, his full name? Yeah, yeah. He changed it when he came over from Nazi Germany. Um, <laughs> Speaking of weird jokes. <laughs> I guess I was doing like a Werner von Braun bit. Anyways, um, <laughs> instead of creating the space program, he murdered children. So, whoops. Whoops. He. Last time we saw Freddy Krueger, depending on which version you want to go with, because technically the last Freddy movie was Wes Craven's New Nightmare, where the cast of the Freddy movies play fictional versions of themselves being haunted by the quote-unquote real demon that inspired Freddy. What? Oh, yeah, buddy. This is already too deep for me. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like a weird meta, like precursor to Scream, kind of like super like meta slasher kind of thing, and it's it's good. I really like it. Oh, okay. Um, it sounds whack. It does sound whack. It's really hard to explain to people. It's like going like, yeah, the fourth Star Trek. They go back in time to save the whales so that a probe <laughs> will stop destroying Earth, and it's the best one. And people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? That sounds like nonsense. <laughs> like, yeah, but it's the best one. Space whales. <laughs> um, uh, so that's uh, that's in its own kind of weird timeline continuity. It's its own thing. Okay. In Freddy's Dead, the Final Nightmare. Um. Alice Cooper is Freddy's dad, and they go inside Freddy's brain using 3D glasses, and uh, there's some sort of dream demons that are possessing his consciousness or whatever, 
and uh, his daughter sticks a pipe bomb in his chest and he blows up. Classic. In 3D. How many um, times have we heard that story? Well, I mean, this was the sixth one, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, so he blew up. Freddy's dead. Freeze frame. Credits. Classic. Now let's jump over to uh, Friday the 13th. Please. The last time we saw Jason Voorhees... Uh, was Jason X, and he was re-entering the atmosphere. <laughs> oh my God, Jason X! Uh, as the 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 captain of the ship or whatever got in the spacesuit with the jetpack and tackled Jason and into the planet, and they burned up in the atmosphere. Amazing. Um, that was the last time we saw him. Before that, it was Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. Where he got dragged down to hell. Right. And then you see Freddy's glove come up out of the dirt and grab the hockey mask and pull it down. Right. Foreshadowing. The Foreshadowing. And then they were trying. So that was in like 1990. And they were trying to get that movie made for 13 years. Right. That's so long. I and forgot in, about that. In between then they were like, well, fuck, maybe we should just do Jason in space because we don't have. <laughs> I, I read a book called Slash of the Titans. You which, told me about that, yeah. Which is just like transcripts of interviews with every single screenwriter who was hired to write a version of <laughs> Freddy vs. Jason. And they're fascinating. They're all wild and would have been crazy to see. Oh, man. In a way, we kind of got the lamest version of that. Oh. Um, no, not entirely. There, there was some that I remember reading and just being like, this is not... <laughs> this is nothing um oh gosh. but a lot of freddy worshiping cults in uh more than one version had like a freddy worshiping cult which is very like a way for him strange. to come back yeah so then um before that uh jason went to manhattan it's my favorite musical jason goes to manhattan and he got exposed to some toxic waste and it turned him back into like a weird baby. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Oh, what? Yeah, he got turned back into like a weird baby. Um, That's wild. I feel yeah. like we've stopped having a conversation and now I'm just having like a pipe dream. So, Well, but kind of though. Because like, <laughs> starting with number eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, that's, that's where the continuity sort of disappears a little bit. Like each each version of um or like each each previous film before that like picks up where the last one left off. You know, they kill Jason, he gets you know, they they, they stick him with a lightning rod, he gets brought back to life by accident. Classic. Then he gets drowned at the bottom of the lake, then he gets pulled up by um you know, some kids on a boat dragging their anchor and they burst an electrical line and that electrocutes him again back to life. Classic. And he kills them and he ends up in Manhattan. But then the toxic waste turns him into a baby. And so, like... <laughs> but then we see him in, in Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday and he's this, like, weird... That's the version where, like, the, the his skin has started to, like, grow, like, around the mask and everything. Like, he's been oh, wearing the mask yeah. so long. It's become part of his face. Pretty nasty. Uh, and then he gets dragged down to hell. But then, like, in Jason, 
X, he's been kidnapped by, or he's been captured by the government. Yeah. And they're going to, like, run experiments. David Cronenberg wants to run experiments on him, but then he gets free and she traps him in the cryo yeah. chamber. So it's like, what? How did he get out of hell? You know, like, when when is this supposed to take place? Is he still going to go to space? So the continuity on the Friday side is fucked. Yeah, it's, at a certain point, you kind of have to just stop caring. <laughs> and so, and the continuity on the Elm Street side is a little less fucked, but it's still kind of fucked. Yeah. So, like, for them to do a version that is, like, beholden to the character or to the lore is, like... Uh, I don't know. Yeah, you can't really maintain canon in this franchise. <laughs> no. Um and I mean like you can kind of you can kind of make an argument for like okay, they quote unquote killed Freddy at the end of 6 and he's just been like floating around the dream world weak and powerless. Um because you know no one remembers him anymore and so then he finally gets this idea to bring jason back to life and whichever version of jason that is you can kind of just take your pick because he was a weird baby <laughs> um, and, then he, and then he got dragged to hell and then he went to space so like it does it doesn't it doesn't matter the jason in this is kind of just there to be a a, a tool for freddy basically you know yeah i think of it uh, more is taking place in the elm street universe but yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on the film i can't remember how we got here where did we come from <laughs> so uh well you asked me what the movie's about <laughs> Right, and then I had to explain like nine other movies to you. Yep. So yeah. So basically, Freddy's dead, and the people of Elm Street have, you know, f- they figure it out in needing to kill him because he was already dead. He yeah. killed a bunch of children, and then the, and then their parents killed him, but then he came back to haunt their dreams and kill their children. Yeah. He's getting revenge on the parents by coming back, killing the kids in their dreams. Yeah. You know, it's the sins of the parents being being taken out on the on the on their offspring. Yeah. Kind of vibe. So he's already dead, but he lives on in their dreams like some kind of demon. Yeah. Um, but it's their fear of him that gives him the power to actually kill them. And like, you know, like a deity almost. If no one remembers him, then he can't really exist. And so he, they defeat him in the movies and stuff. So he's basically like, I guess it seems like he's in hell and just kind of pissed that no one remembers him. Yeah. He's like really whiny about it. I don't even know if he's in hell or if he's just in like some sort of weird like purgatory limbo state where like, oh, he's like in his, he's in the place between worlds. (laughs) He, yeah, well, kind of, he's like, he's in his dream world, but he, he doesn't have any powers there. Yeah. And that's kind of taken and from... Hayden Christensen can't help him. Hayden Christensen can't help him. Yeah. He has to choose to live. That was the final oh, lesson. Oh, choose to live. That is the final lesson. Okay, so Hayden Christensen did help him. 
Yeah. Which means that Friday the 13th and The Nightmare Before Elm Street <laughs> yeah. are both set in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Robert Englund's going to show up in, in the last episode of Ahsoka. I can't wait. And be like, hey, Thrawn. <laughs> Time to unleash a nightmare on the galaxy, bitch. <laughs> so much. Uh, Freddy says bitch <laughs> so much in this movie. It really loses its flavor after a while. Um, He does, yeah. Yeah. This was before uh, Jesse Pinkman appropriated bitch <laughs> in Breaking Bad. Yep. Freddy was the original bitch guy. Yeah. Um, Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Freddy, the original <laughs> bitch guy. So, yeah, he can't do anything. He oh, it's Freddy... Oh. Is Freddy cutting off Jesse Pinkman's head and holding it? He's like, "That's my word, bitch." That's the card. <laughs> there yeah. you go. That's there you the go. card. There you go. Patent pending. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's just kind of whinging on about wanting to kill children. The beginning of the movie is kind of just him narrating his own origin story to us. He has a lot of monologues in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> like too many. Um. Yeah, and then he's just really upset. Uh, he's lonely you know he, he yeah. doesn't have anyone to talk to because no one knows he exists and that's why he can't talk to anyone and all the fear is gone he, there's no one to fear so he can't kill any children and he just really wants to kill children yeah. but then he finds a glimmer of hope in hell named Jason Voorhees is he in hell or is he just rotting in the forest in Crystal Lake somewhere yes <laughs> And so uh, he finds him and then gives Jason a dream because that's his whole thing. He's a dream demon. Yeah. Uh, you know, just like Hypno, the Pokemon. Sure. Drowsy. He is the original Drowsy in many ways. Um, I'm the original Drowsy, bitch. <laughs> um, he puts people to sleep and is a perv. And so he gives Jason a dream Yeah. about... His mom. Because that's all Jason really cares about, is his dead mom. He's, he's super dead. He's a big mama's boy. Yes. 100%. Which apparently there was a line in the original script of this movie where Freddy calls him a big mama's boy. Oh, yeah? And uh, the studio replaced it with, with bitch? Freddy saying, hey, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> huh. I mean, calling my mama's boy, mama's boy is just right there. Yeah. It's, it's so it's appropriate. Before, before he drops the rebar on him, he's supposed to be like, up here, you big mama's boy. And then he drops the thing on him. But instead, the studio was like, hmm, what if he just says, hey, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and that, in essence, is his character in this movie. It's just shouting, shouting obscenities at people. This, this is maybe the best example of why we shouldn't let AI write movie scripts <laughs> and why we need writers and the studio should pay them fairly. Yes, absolutely. If the strike is still going on by the time this episode comes out, this yeah. uh, will make a lot of sense. But if not, it'll still make sense. Everyone will have forgotten. <sighs> oh, that strike. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Um, yeah, so... He gives Jason a nightmare about his mom, and his mom is like, You have been asleep too long, you lazy boy. You gotta go do some killing. Yeah. Basically, it gives him a nightmare about killing people, and then the people he's killing are like, We deserve to die. And then his mom's like, They deserve to die. You gotta go kill. And then we see his exposed lungs begin to inflate, and his heart begin to pump from inside his very exposed ribcage. 
from yeah. somewhere in the forest, and then he bursts out of the ground. Wait, but we just saw his rib cage. Yeah. What? How? But so I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So he bursts out of the ground in the forest and has got to go kill some people. Yeah. Oh, in Elm Street. In Elm Street. Yeah. So Freddy's plan is to bring Jason to Elm Street because Jason can kill people. People in the real world. It'll make them afraid. They'll start to talk about the name Fred Krueger in, in hushed tones and, mm-hmm. and whispers in the dark. And and uh, that'll you know inst- instill fear in the hearts of, of Elm Street again. And then he'll regain his power and then he can kill. Yeah. Because there's, yeah, mysterious slaughter. And then people start... There's like the whispering and then he's able to like start giving people nightmares and then he like tries to kill someone in their dream at one point and they can't quite do it and he's like not strong enough yet, bitch. Yeah. And he calls himself, he calls himself bitch that time. Yeah. He he literally looks directly into camera while giving this monologue. Like he's like, I'm not strong enough yet, but I will be soon. Until then it's time for Jason to have some fun. And he's like looking right into the camera. Yep. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Do you know any <laughs> like weird monologues to camera he's given in this entire series? None. None. Yeah. It's none. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't monologue. Yep. He's a one-liner guy. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Like that's... <laughs> Do all of his one-lines end in bitch? Uh, the answer is yes. <laughs> kinda. So... Okay, so like he, you know, he he pops up out of the TV and he like picks up the girls like this is it, Jennifer, your big break in TV. Welcome to prime time, bitch. And then he like smashes her head into the TV, which is his chest. Classic. Um. And then I guess people kind of latched onto that, and yeah, he does. They're not all bitch, but there is a lot of a lot of bitch. Indeed, there is. And so, yeah, um, we've got some characters. I feel like it's hardly even worth talking about them. Um, but like, I guess primarily we've got uh, a lead guy and a lead girl. Yes, we got Lori, who's our our final girl. Yep. And Will she's blonde. And yes. she's in love with a boy named Will. And then he's up. He moved away and stopped writing her and broke her heart. Mm-hmm. And so then the worst member of Destiny's Child is like, <laughs> hey, you need to get over, Will, that you were 14. Why don't you fuck this random dude named Blake <laughs> who showed up. Who sucks and talks about feng shui. <laughs> yeah. Talks about how her space has a nice flow. Um, Ooh, that's a good pickup line. And he's friends with the rudest boy <laughs> in all of... The all oh of slasher movie gosh. history. Um, who's who's dating the girl with maybe the lowest self-esteem yeah. in all of slasher movies played by the gorgeous Catherine Isabel. Tragic. Catherine, if you're listening, I love you. Can you imagine if Catherine Isabel was listening to our stupid podcast? That'd be great. Uh, Does but she have it, nothing better to do? She might not. I don't know what she's doing right oh. now. Probably acting still. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, not right now. There's a strike. Yes, of but, course. Yes. Yeah. Um, but Catherine, if you're listening. If you're listening, yeah, hit me up. I, I'm not in like a weird way. I'm, just, I'm a fan. 
Yeah. I'm hosting a screening of Ginger Snaps in October. If you want to come out, <laughs> want to come out and, and, and like chat afterwards, that'd be fun. Can you imagine how incredibly wild that would be? That would be nuts. That I would... shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> just fully, fully just, dookie in the drawers. Just pack my decks. <laughs> Well, she's not coming now. <laughs> Joke's on you. She's been listening and she just decided it wasn't worth reaching out. Oh, no. You blew it. Uh, uh, just like Freddy. Yeah. But uh, it does give us... Um, yeah, this douchebag does give us maybe the best kill in any of these movies. Uh, which is when he gets stabbed through the bed with the machete and then Jason just folds the bed in half <laughs> with him on it. Yeah. So gnarly just and gross. Snaps him at a weird angle. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nasty. It's pretty nasty. Say so he kills that guy and then people are starting to talk about but like the but like the police are like keeping it real hush hush. Yeah. Like there are some members on the force who know about it and are like yeah, the deputy's like, it's gotta be Freddy Krueger, and the and the sheriff's like, shut your fucking mouth. Don't fucking talk about fucking Freddy Krueger. Shut your fucking mouth. And then some other cop is like, hey, I've got some leads, and the director, whatever, is like, no, shut up and go away. <laughs> They've got uh, they got a, a a cork board like list of suspects like Freddy Krueger. Bigfoot, <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> Elvis, you know. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's open and shut. I don't know. It, it's most likely either Freddie or Bigfoot. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, yeah, he's able to start giving them nightmares, but he's not quite powerful enough. Um, meanwhile... Will, who moved away, is actually in like a home, like in a basically in a uh, it's an asylum. Yeah. yeah, it's not a home. There's a there's a guards. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like drugging them. Yeah, um, so they're giving them this drug, hypnosil, uh, which we also see um, Lori's dad spiking her orange juice with. Yeah. And I remember you going like, oh no, he's drugging her, he's drugging her, what's he doing? And I was like, I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm like, well, actually, he's trying to help. Yeah. In this case, case, he's actually trying to help, because he's trying to... Because what we we learn about the drug later on is that it inhibits dreams. Yeah. Which is problematic. Yeah. um, Because I'm not a neuroscientist, but from what I understand, whether you remember your dreams or not, dreaming is a way of your brain... Uh, processing and storing information. Yeah, it's my understanding that everyone dreams every night. Yeah, uh, whether you remember it or not, kind of doesn't matter. But it's your brain going like, "All right, what did you do today? Uh, okay, none of this really needs to be filed away." You know, like for me, I went to work today, interacted with a bunch of customers. None of it mattered. Is really important at all, so that'll probably all get deleted and. You, yeah. don't, you don't need to remember the amount of times that people got nut milk with their dairy drinks. <laughs> Those will be burned into my brain. I'm like, okay, real quick. Two, two people today. Well, okay. 
the bi- the biggest one was someone ordered an espresso milkshake, which is a shot of espresso, an equal shot of milk, and then ice cream. Right. 250 grams of ice cream. Yum, yum, yum. Somebody ordered that with oat milk. <laughs> and I was, they're like, can you do that? And I was like, I can do that. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, but like, it still has 250 grams of ice cream in it compared to like the two fluid ounces of oat milk that are going into it. I don't really think it's going to help all that much. Yeah, if dairy is an issue. And they were like, well, it's like a little bit less dairy. I'm like, it (laughs) is. And I'm like, look. Amazing. It's your asshole. (laughs) So if you want me to do it, I'll, I'll do it. Um, that's yeah i don't really care yeah you're not here to stop you're just here to warn (laughs) i don't really care what happens to you once you get your drink and leave you're not my problem anymore so if you want like yeah two two ounces of oat milk in there do you think that's gonna make all the difference sure why not yeah shout out to all of our lactose intolerant listeners yeah what up yeah both of us can't do it can't do it yeah and my coworker even came over and she was like, um, so this says oat milk? I'm like, yep. <laughs> She's like, but it's still, I'm like, yep. Yep. <laughs> like, and they know, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I explained it. She's like, okay. Yep. Gosh. So anyways, that's going to be filed away forever. Yeah. It'll be one of the last things that passes through my mind as I die. <laughs> uh... Last synapses are firing. It's like, remember that time that person ordered a... <laughs> Ugh. Well, if and I'm the other, th- if and I'm the at your thing, deathbed and you mutter something about oat milk, I'll know. You'll know. And then I'll also be like, pray for Jason. Oh, yeah, because now those are linked in your brain. Now they're linked. Cute. Um. Yeah, yeah. so the, the hypnocell. Right, uh, that's where we were. Look, <laughs> I, I don't want to get bogged down in the plot, plot by plot of this movie because it's not oh, it's, don't you not really no um but it's so compelling Aaron. it's basically they start to figure out you know they bust out of the the mental asylum they show up at the high school and they're like hey we're back this is what happened to us we were locked away and so the kids start to unravel this mystery right they're like okay so there's this guy freddy used to kill people but it's all been erased from the records like they go to the library and they're looking at microfiche and all of the stories are blacked out, right? Like, all yeah. the, you know, and he's like, my brother's suicide should be in here, but it's not. Why? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like they're trying to erase Freddy from existence. And then they're like, well, maybe that's because that's what gives him power is like us being afraid of him is what gives him power. And we can't be afraid of him if we don't know who he is. Yeah. Um, And so... Yeah, and that's why, like, this character, Will, and his friend that was also in the asylum were put in the asylum. They were fully, like, incarcerated in this asylum because they had, like, family members that knew about Jason. Or uh, not, not even... Freddy. Yeah, sorry, but Freddy. Yeah, the friend, his brother was killed by he, by Freddy. Yeah, his brother was killed by Freddy. He and was he, having... They were both having Freddy nightmares. Right. Um... Or at least the the friend. No, I think was. just the friend was. Just the friend. He was put away, but then Will 
like one night when he was climbing up to Lori's. Lori's, thank you. Uh, Lori's, uh, you know, climbing the trellis, like a classic boyfriend move. Yeah. He like saw through the window her dad kill her mom in in their bed. Or what he thought. What he thought, yeah. And then, and then like Lori's dad had him put away. Yeah. Um, so of course he's like, this whole time is like, he's a fucking murderer. I need to like save Lori. But the reason that Will is put away is actually because what he saw involved Freddy. And it was just like anything about Freddy needs to be put away because it's the only way to stop him. Yeah. Keep him whining in hell. Well, yeah. And also probably because he didn't want him getting on the witness stand saying, I saw him go into the room with a big knife. Uh, yeah, that too, yeah. Because you know? <laughs> that doesn't look good. <laughs> it doesn't look good, and and it's it's weird. We see it in a flashback dream sequence kind of thing later. Um, the dad goes into the room, and the mom is thrashing around on the bed, and she's got like blood and cuts on her and stuff. Yeah, and it's like, okay, is he going to try and stab Freddy? Freddy's in the dream world. I mean, it's a little unclear. But yeah, it was about Freddy. Yeah, yeah, because it it was it was about Freddy. I I don't know what his plan was. I don't think he had much of a plan. Probably not. Yeah. So then, basically, their plan is to uh, they need to get some hypnocil. Yeah, so that they can actually sleep because they've been staying awake as best they can. Yeah. Uh, so they go to the, the clinic where these guys were incarcerated. Uh, and no one's there? Correct. Uh, except like maybe like a couple security guards. But other than that, it's like completely empty. There's one security guard that we see, yeah. Yeah. Why is it empty? Well, the very perfectly logical, reasonable explanation. They forgot. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they forgot to write that there's other patients in there. Correct. Okay. Um, although there are a bunch of people in comas. Yeah. So there's people in comas with like gauze taped over their eyes. And it's like they've been giving given too much hypnocil. Correct. And they've slipped into a coma. Like they actually learned that hypnocil is a, a, a like, it's in beta. <laughs> Yeah, it's not approved by the FDA. Yeah. Experimental. Experimental, that's the word I was trying to yeah. look. <laughs> so so the hypnocil actually comes from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I think. Oh, does it? Yeah, because um, that one also has uh, uh, some, you know, interred children uh, or youth that are, that are uh, locked away in a ward um, because they're, you know, suicidal or whatever. Right. Um. And uh, they're troubled, troubled teens. Uh, and and uh, Nancy from the first movie comes back, and she's a, a counselor now, oh. like a support worker kind of person. And she wants to give uh, the kids at at the asylum hypnocil, mm. but the head doctor won't approve it because it, it's an experimental drug. Uh, but she wants to give it to them because. Freddy's been killing them off in their dreams. Oh uh, yeah, okay, so that tracks. So yeah, that's a cool thing that they worked in from the from the other series. 
But, you know, Freddy doesn't want them to get the hypnosil, so he uh, sends Jason their way. And he also gives Jay from Jay and Silent Bob uh, <laughs> a vision of a weird caterpillar Freddy monster. That was fucked Smoking up. hookah. And he's that like, whoa, that's sick, super man. weird. And then he, like, possesses him. Yep. Um, Which, like, if that was a thing that he could do... Like, does he do that in other movies? Possess people? I'm trying to think if he does. Seems like he well, should do that all the time. Uh, kind of. He kind of does it in two. Because if he can only kill people in their dreams, but can possess people, he only needs one person to fall asleep, and then he can possess them and kill everyone. Yeah. Um. Or he could, you know, jump from body to body, right? Like you just keep possessing people, and if that person gets killed, then he can move on to the next one. Yeah, I don't know. Or possess them and make them throw themselves off a building or something, right? Yeah. Um. Seems like a skill he should have honed. It's it's uh it's interesting because like in in two he kind of possesses sort of Jesse the main character, but then he also like uses his body as a vessel to materialize in the real world. You know, I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> he literally bursts out of his chest. Um, Gross. And then in three, he kind of makes a kid sleepwalk off of the roof. Oh. But he's like, he like pulls out, you see it a little bit in the opening montage. He like pulls out his tendons out of his arms oh, and legs and he's like marionetting, marionetting him, him and yeah. he makes him like jump off the roof. Gross. So they think it was a suicide, but really it was Freddy. Of course. Um, so, uh, possessed Jay, uh, <laughs> stabs Jason with the, uh, horse tranquilizer, two big vials, a horse tranquilizer. And uh, knocks him the fuck out. And then they get this plan where they're like, all right, let's load it's him. Actually, it's pretty great because, like, yeah, he's like, gets the two two syringes in him while he's possessing him. And then, like, sinks into the syringes. And then Jason just cuts him in half. Cuts him right in half. Without, That's a pretty gnarly kill, too, Yeah, actually. cuts him fully in half. And then, just without any change falls backward on the ground unconscious well yeah so that's actually kind of a funny gag because he cuts him in half and then Lori and the boyfriend are, are looking on terrified and then the nerd character comes running in with a gun screaming <laughs> oh yeah because he had uh he had killed the the cop character that was helping them as like one of the sheriff's deputies was like oh yeah i'll help you kids out i believe you right kind of thing he got electrocuted to death. The nerd character grabs his gun. He comes running in and he's like screaming and pointing the gun at Jason. He's like, ah! And then Jason just <laughs> passes out. And it's like, he's kind of like, huh? <laughs> he's like, did I just scare him to death? Um, but no, he's just very tranquilized. Uh, and so their plan is like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to load Jason up into the van. We're going to duct tape him up. And they duct tape him up a little bit very stupid yeah <laughs> uh load him into the van we'll keep him tranked and then uh laurie's gonna go to sleep uh, with the tranquilizer we're gonna tranquilize laurie a little bit but just oh, just yeah. enough for Cause, 15 minutes because when they were when they were like kind of planning she dozed off for a little bit uh which obviously meant that jason came and then like jason Freddy. oh geez i keep doing that freddie 
comes for her in her sleep and is about to kill her and she kind of like grabs his face a little bit yeah she rips a piece of his skin off yeah and then they wake her up and she's holding it yeah and so she's like oh we we can bring him into the real world yeah which is which is what's it's happened before in in previous films or it happens in the first one yeah so they're like all right we'll, we'll do that just like the first movie so they have all this trank and they just keep feeding it to jason yeah which we we're like there's no way they know proper dosages of this shit like how how no. would they know that and like yeah and then they give they give Lori enough you know he's a he's a 15 minute dose you'll be out for 15 minutes you set an alarm on your watch it will wake you up first of all the amount that they give her is a huge fucking syringe yeah and it's like a quarter full yeah it's so much like it probably would kill her probably 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 um but no, it's fifteen minute dose. I mean, and to be fair, they overshoot it because she doesn't yeah, wake 100%. up right away. It is inaccurate. <laughs> yeah, because um, she she goes into into the dream world and it's kind of being shared by Jason, where we see Jason as a little kid. Because Freddie and Jason have been fighting in the dream world, and and um, that's when we kind of discover. Freddie discovers that Jason's afraid of water. Right, yeah. Um and so we we flash back to Camp Crystal Lake. Jason's being teased and he falls in the lake and then Freddie is like trying to drown him in the lake. Um and that's when Lori uh kind of I don't know if it was implied. It's supposed to be implying that like Freddy was the one that killed child Jason in the first place, or if I this... don't think so. Okay, I think he was just trying to kill Jason. Been trying to kill him this whole time, and he was just doing it in this dream. He like turned him into a little child in the dream, and yeah. was like, "Oh, if I can't kill you as a big hulk, hulking zombie man, I'll I'll kill you." It was a dream. There's a little child in the dream. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the tranquilizer wears off and Jason... Oh, no. Uh... Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. He sits, like, bolt upright in the van. Yeah, well, he starts to drown. And then in the van, like, water is actually gushing out of his mouth. Yeah. And they're like, oh, shit, we actually need him alive to, like, fight Freddy. Because Lori's going to bring Freddy out. They're driving to Camp Crystal Lake to give Jason home ice advantage yeah which is a wild thing to think um and so that yeah like well drowning. they're like they're like well you know if if he kills freddy then he's already home he has no reason to come after us we can just leave he's back where he belongs and if freddy wins well at least jason has home field advantage yeah um but then he's drowning yeah it doesn't make any sense at all <laughs> again pretty <laughs> shit plan um He's he's drowning, is water gushing up from underneath his mask, and the and Lori Lori's out. Will's driving. We've got the the nerd kid and the best friend, and um, yeah, and they're like, oh shoot, we need to like save him. We need to like give him mouth to mouth. Yeah, and the nerd kid's like, well, I have asthma. I don't have the lung capacity. Yeah, you got to do it. And, and she's like, that's bullshit. I don't have. I don't want to. I don't want to do this, Jason. And then, and then Will's like, "He has fucking asthma. Okay, just do it." 
Damn. <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, that's so gross and so uncomfortable. And she, like, tries to lift up the mask. And water's, like, spurting out of him as he's, like, convulsing and drowning. Yeah. And then. Yeah, the, just as she's about to do it, he snaps awake. Yeah. And then they they crash the van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he snaps awake to the nerd kid who I guess has been holding the gun the whole time, fires it, and it yeah. goes through the windshield. And then the car immediately flips, and the back door busts open, and Jason just kind of goes flying off into the woods somehow. It was pretty great. <laughs> that was pretty great. Um, yeah. And then, of course, in the in the dream world, Freddy is like, well, fuck, and starts going after Lori instead, because Jason woke up and he's not there anymore. Um, but then, yeah, they managed, like... They are kind of carrying her unconscious body as Jason is hunting them down, um, desperately trying to stave him off while desperately trying to wake up Lori until they're, like, in a building that's on fire now. Yeah, they started a fire by accident. Um, really well, easily by accident. Yeah. In an abandoned camp. Seems like all of that gasoline shouldn't have been there. <laughs> so much gasoline and propane. In so the much fucking... gas and propane in that abandoned in camp. Abandoned camp. Um yeah, they like accidentally set fire in her hand accidentally, you know, touches some of the flames and that pain, I guess, is enough to snap her awake. Right, yeah. She grabs Freddy and then he kind of realizes that he's not in the dream world anymore. And, uh, and he looks you know, scared. Yeah. Shit. And then some like fucking Limp Bizkit starts playing or something. <laughs> and he's like, ba-dam, ba-dam, ba-dam. roll and roll and roll. <laughs> Back up, back up. What you gonna do now? Um, and then they have a big old fucking smackdown. Yeah, well, yeah. this is what the movie's really been leading to. Yeah. They're both in the real world, and there's a lot of propane and rebar around. Would, would you say that this even counts as a horror movie? Like, I don't... Like, like maybe... It the... feels more like a monster movie. Or yeah, it's like or like an action movie almost. I mean, like by the end, it's like it's definitely like a kung fu, uh, you know, action WWE fucking kind of like I think it has more. Yeah, it has more in common with like WWE than it does with horror. Yeah, <laughs> when honestly. he like grabs, he's like throwing Freddy through tables and like grabs him and he's like throwing him through the windows. Like taking out all the window panes, like just dragging yeah, him through pretty great. all the glass and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was a good there. point. It's not really a horror movie, which kind of brings me to like it, at the beginning, maybe right, like I, the first murders, couple murder scenes with Jason in the house. Yeah, where it's like actually some scares. Yeah, but like um, but it's not scary for the most part. He's just going around killing people, and then and then the big thing with with Freddy. Which yeah, really crystallizes in that scene where he like gets scared and like realizes that he's in the real world and Jason's there is gonna fuck him up. Is that like Freddy is just not scary. He's gross and he's annoying and he keeps calling people bitch, but he is not scary. Yeah. He's not anymore. Really chatty and he keeps looking at us through the camera. <laughs> he started scary. I think in the first movie he was scary. That would make sense. You know. Um Yeah. And he just really quickly i mean i think what happens with a lot of slasher movies is eventually you're going to the movie to see the villain you know yeah it's the freddy krueger series at the end of the day it's not the nancy thompson series 
mm-hmm. it's the Jason Voorhees series, right? It's the Michael Myers series. Yeah. You know, at least, you know, Halloween, I mean, that continuity has been rebooted so many fucking times. <laughs> but, you know, the Jamie Lee Curtis, it, it's kind of the only series that actually has a, like a, a, a mainstay lead. Like that that comes back. I mean, she didn't she didn't want to do them anymore in the '80s after the second one, so they killed her character off, and then they brought her back in the '90s with a reboot of the continuity. And there's a remake, and then they rebooted the continuity again. And yeah, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, but, but like yeah. for the most part, you go to these movies to see the villains, right? It's it's yeah, it's the Freddy show. You clearly go to see this one to see these two villains have a big WWE SmackDown, yeah, with lots of blood. Yeah, so after after a lots while, of very dark blood. <laughs> you can't you can't be scared of these things if you, the whole reason you're going to see the movie is to see how Freddy's going to kill people. Like, what cool and interesting way is Freddy going to murder people this time? Is he going to turn them into a cartoon and throw them through a paper shredder? He might. He could. He does. Well, he does turn a kid into a cartoon in one of them. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't paper shred them, though. That would have been too hard to do, probably. But, oh, yeah. Fair. You know. That kind of thing, right? Well, I don't know. I just, I just feel like in this movie, Jason is still kind of scary. It, he's and he, yeah. He's the one wearing a mask and never talking. So he's got the kind of like the, the mysterious part of him still. In some ways, but Freddy is just actually annoying and gross, which really takes away from being scared of him for me. Yeah, well, Freddy, Freddy is the only one of these like major slasher villains that actually talks. Right, Michael Myers doesn't talk, Leatherface doesn't talk, right? Jason doesn't talk. Freddy's the only one that talks, um, and he he became a caricature of himself throughout the series. Right, like he's yeah. He was like a rock star. Like there's a point where he's like putting on sunglasses after he kills a girl on the beach, you know, like wild. Yeah. He he was like a weird pop icon. Yeah. He, you know, he was, they had a, he had a one nine hundred number that you could call and talk to Freddie. What? Yeah. There was a one nine hundred number in the eighties. You could call and like Freddie Krueger would lull you to sleep. That's fucked. And he was rapping with the fat boys and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> There's a Freddy album. That's nuts. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Super weird. It's fucking crazy. Um, so yeah, like he hasn't been scary for decades, right? Yeah. Um, it was too bad because I think you could do a good scary version of Freddy again. They tried with the remake and I think they got close at, at points, but... Uh, there's so much wrong with that remake. <laughs> I believe you. We'll watch that one eventually. When is that? When another Friday the Thirteenth rolls around? Uh, no. When another Elm Street rolls around? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no. When they do the next remake, then we'll watch the first remake. Oh yeah, there we we'll go. Tie yeah, it together. Synergy. <laughs> um. So yeah, they just have this like big old fucking SmackDown. Freddy's like knocking the nozzles off of air tanks or propane tanks or something, like launching them at Jason like they're missiles and fucking like impales them in a bunch of rebar. 
Why is all this construction material at this abandoned camp? It really seems like they were. Yeah, it was like like an old construction site. Like they were about to build a building. Like they were, like there was like ramps and like a cement um, funnel and yeah. all of this rebar. Like they were about to lay a foundation or something. Like and... a weird big bucket on a crane. Yeah. That like like swings at Jason at one point. Yep. Yeah. Kind of ridiculous. But... It is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Also, the amount of people that just get fucking launched in this movie. Oh my gosh. Like so many people get like hit by the machete and just go fucking flying. Yeah. Like that's where like the kung fu movie kind of stuff comes in, right? Where it's yeah. like was well, this like a Hong Kong? I mean, Ronnie Yu is is a is a Chinese. He might be Hong. I can't. Yeah, I think he's Hong Kong director. Um. But yeah, I guess kind of campy in that way. Yeah, definitely. The the like hyper realism wire work kind of kung fu stuff starts to come in which is fun and cool i think the ending of the movie is pretty fun like like we talk about how like you know a lot of this movie doesn't make sense and like why is there nobody at the hospital like they were it was just full it was a full <laughs> hospital and then they broke back in and nobody's there all of a sudden you know and like all this kind of all this kind of dumb stuff but i think kind of it doesn't matter because yeah again the reason you're coming is to see freddie fight Jason. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. That's the climax of the movie. There was a great line in the trailer that I know Quentin Tarantino was very upset that they took it out of the final movie. Because he was like, that was the whole reason I went to see the movie. <laughs> Where's the place your bets? That's where Lori, ver- Lori goes, Freddy versus Jason. Place your bets. And then the like title kind of, you know, kind of slammed in on the and it was like, it's like, it, when you see it in the context of the trailer, it's like, it's a big hype moment. You're like, oh, of course. I do want to see that. That <laughs> looks good. Um, um, and then they took it out of the movies just for the trailer, right? And yeah, apparently Quentin Tarantino was very, very offended. And he called the head of New Line or something and was like, why did you, you take the place your bets out? That was the whole reason I went to see the movie was the place your bets. There's no place your bets. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> weird thing to get hung up on. I, yeah, I guess. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, think it, I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny Hollywood thing to do. Fair. It's like, just because you have Bob Shea's phone number doesn't mean you should use it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the fight kind of kind of comes to uh, a climax where like uh, Jason cuts off Freddy's arm that has the knife hands. Yeah. But then Freddy like gets jason's machete from him yeah um by like cutting off his fingies yeah and then so he's like he's like putting the machete through jason into his heart and jason has just fully shoved his fingerless hand into freddy yeah and they're just like locked in this loving embrace of death and there's like so much blood Oh yeah, like blood is just spread. That was one of the things I was saying when we were watching the movie. I love the blood in this movie. <laughs> the blood in this movie just feels like so gross, so dark and grimy, and it's like it's not a bright red blood. It's like a dark, it's like a sludge maroon blood. It's just like oh, pretty nasty. You know, it's just so sticky and blah. Yeah, I love it. And then meanwhile, Lori and Will are just dumping gasoline on the dock because this is where the fight has led to the dock. Yeah. Um, and it's a good thing there's just a f- 
fuck ton of gasoline around in this abandoned camp. Yeah, just tanks and tanks of gas. Well, you know what? I mean, there's like boats there, so like maybe it would have been to like abandoned. Well, there's a boat there. There would have been boats there. Yeah, but camp has been abandoned, presumably for a long time. Well, I mean, maybe they're building stuff. So that's why there's all the oh, gas. So the building, uh, maybe they were building something new. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? There's like a sign that says like Crystal Lake Resort or something like five miles or whatever. Oh. When, when uh, Kelly Rowland's like, we're almost there, guys. Right. So maybe they're turning Camp Crystal Lake into like a resort. Mistake. That'd be a good movie. Jason just like hacking up tourists in like a Margaritaville. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good, actually. <laughs> it's like Dirty Dancing meets Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, that's the crossover. Some right? weird, weird camp in the Catskills, and and um, you know what happens when you call your mama boy? He he goes, oh baby, I'm gonna cut your head off with a machete. Nobody puts Jason in the corner. <laughs> Nobody puts Jason in the corner. Um, yeah. Did that bit work? No. Okay. I'll leave I'll leave it in. <laughs> Good. Good. Um people need to know that we're not always firing at a hundred percent. I think they know. I don't <laughs> <laughs> Oh good. Okay. Great. I was worried. I was gonna leave one of the bombs in there so the people would be like, Oh, they're no they're just normal people no, but no. Fuck us. We <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um and so Freddie and Jason are getting very deep and intimate with each other, and um, Laurie screams, "Hey, Freddie, go to hell!" and throws the fire. Oh on. yeah, she's got this great like Olympic torch slow mo run shot where she like goes and gets some flaming debris from the burning cabin and yeah. like runs in slow-mo with the torches in the air like she's a fucking olympic athlete it's a total chariot yeah. of chariots of fire moment i was definitely thinking that we were watching i was like oh yeah that's that music would just be perfect it'd be right so now. funny and it wouldn't that. even be out of place because no. there's like a scene where freddie's throwing jason around the dream world and tele with telekinesis and there's like pinball sound effects yeah. going off like it's a fucking goofy ass movie it is very much so um so yeah so they set the thing on fire and then i don't remember how exactly it happens but freddie well they set that on fire but then they also set all of the gasoline and propane on fire and right. they run and jump into the lake and let it all blow up right so then Freddy and, and then they climb back on the dock and then you see someone holding the machete you see these boots and the machete you like walk into frame and you're like oh shit and then it you know cuts to the reverse angle and it's Freddy and he's got the machete in the air mm-hmm. and he's about to kill them and then boom his own hand comes bursting through his chest and Jason is like just there you know shoves he's holding Freddy's arm he shoved it through his chest and he lets go and he falls into the lake and he's starts slowly starts sinking and then Lori grabs the machete from freddie and she says welcome to my world bitch she cuts off his head yep throws him in the lake throws the machete in the lake and then her and will limp off into the distance and then we get a beautiful scene with them back at her house where 
they make love for the first time. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, <laughs> none of that happens. They the last away. time we see them is them walking away in like a really far away wide shot. And then it's an immediate cut to just the lake in the morning and there's fog and Jason walks out of the lake holding Freddy's head and Freddy's head winks at the camera. <laughs> Limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> It's the f- most fucking abr- There's zero Tenumal in this fucking movie. You were given no time to wonder whether or not they were actually dead. And yeah, there's no ending to the supposed plot. Just immediately flips it. Like, what the fuck? It's so bad. And Freddy's like smile and wink with, his, <laughs> with just the head in Jason's hand. Like... Oh, fuck me. It's so bad. This is fucking horrible, dude. It's so bad. Oh, good shit. So that's the fucking movie. That is the fucking movie. Um, I gotta do the thing. Hold on. I gotta just do the fucking... Freddy versus Jason. Oh, here we go. Rotten Tomatoes, Matt, hit me with it. What do you think this got? Oh. Bearing in mind, this made the equivalent of $80 billion in 2003. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, I'll tell you this much. The audience score and the critic score are close. The audience score is slightly higher. Interesting. Um, it is interesting, isn't it? Did the critics give it like 48 you are so close. Oh, really? A little bit lower. Take one more guess. 45. 41. 41. Okay. And it's a solid 50% from the audience. Wow. Split vote. All the fans of Freddy and all the fans of Jason just split the vote, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a problem with bipartisan politics. Um, nobody wins. Nobody wins. Just whoever like wins, <laughs> whoever wins, wins, we lose. Yep. That was a tagline of Alien vs. Predator. Oh, cute. A good mashup movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the year after this, I believe. Oh, wow. There's a Freddy vs. I wonder if that's... I probably, actually, now that I think about it. Because I know that was a thing that was in talks for a long time and they just couldn't get it done. Oh, yeah. Um. And... Uh, yeah, this movie came out and again made like fucking you know twelve times its budget at the box office. So I like I wonder if they were like, oh shit, maybe we need to do Alien vs Predator now. <laughs> Wild. I wonder if that was the catalyst for it. That's crazy. That is a good question. Crazy if true. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we did AVP. We did. It was like our third episode or something like that. I don't think it was third, but it was pretty early on. Yeah. I'm kind of curious now. I might have that note still. It's within the top five, I think. <laughs> wild. It is wild. Yeah. Um, Forty-one. Yeah. Well, how do how do we feel about it? How do we feel about it? Um, I think it's craptacular, bitch. It's craptacular. AVP was the third one. You're exactly one. right. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm so on the fence about it. Honestly, I haven't been able to decide. Cause like. Parts of it are laughably bleh, laughably, laughably bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> My brain fully died. Um, yeah. Parts of it are, are, are funny, and then 
and then so much of it is just like so stupid like too stupid but while it's being stupid are you like having a bad time because it's stupid i'm not having a great time <laughs> okay all right fair enough fair enough i'm not trying to sway your uh, sway your opinion um you know or anything but you know that that's kind of how i how i look at it like while i'm watching this movie am i like you know in mental pain like there's some movies that we watch on the show where i'm like holy fucking shit like this is actually pain yes, pains me to watch we have experienced real physical pain um yeah i don't know i think in in keeping with our our showdown matchups um i'm gonna give it one big pile of shit while you give it the craptacular that is one big pile of shit all right baby just like kvp can't always agree well, we did start this with you saying that clarifying that I am not a, a horror movie person, but <laughs> fair, fair. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like you're probably more a horror movie person now than you were. I've been heavily exposed to it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I don't think I'd recommend this to anyone. <laughs> no. Even if like you know some of your friends are like, hey, a bunch of us are going to get together and get drunk and we want to watch like a dumb horror movie. Uh, I would tell them not to get drunk and to, um, and that they don't want to sell me any death six and then they should go home and rethink <laughs> their lives. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I wouldn't. I also just don't have friends that would ever do that. <laughs> Fair. Fair. But I, I think this movie has, there's a time and a place for this movie. And that's kind of the... <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's definitely true. That's that's the vibe. For like, sure. if you're like watching this with a with a group of friends, maybe you're having some drinks, maybe you, you're burning a little bit of the green, mm. you know, I think you could have a good time with it. Like, it's, it's silly and campy and stupid. And it kind of knows exactly what it is. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I think this movie knows exactly what it is. Yes. And it's not trying to pretend like it's something better. Because there's definitely a version of this that takes itself too seriously. Absolutely, yeah. You know, there's several versions of this probably <laughs> that took themselves too seriously. Um, where where I think the, the, the writers of the script, and definitely the director, <laughs> mm. um, you know, they, they saw that like, okay, we like the, both of these franchises for for, you know, reasons of nostalgia, but also because they're campy and fun and and you know maybe they used to be scary maybe they're not scary anymore so let's just let's try and embrace the camp fun aspect of it and and do something that's that's just kind of wacky and zany and and out of this world but delivers on the promise of you get to see freddy versus jason in a big smackdown yep that is what we get there it is there it is, folks. And that's the way it was. Always. Wait. On this Friday, October the 13th, Ooh. 2023, I'm Walter Cronkite. <laughs> and that's the way it was. Is that a good sign-off? Should I do that in real life? This is real life, and you just did. Oh, 
fuck. <laughs> um, well, in that case, uh, link uh, slash retrocrap pod has all the links to all the stuff. Get on it, get it up you, get it in you. In your ears, specifically. Get it in you. Get it in you. Through your ears, into your brain. Let it absorb. Like your own hand. Mm-hmm. Go listen to us while you go to sleep. That'll get absorbed into your mind. It'll become a core part of your psyche. And you'll want to go onto the app and give us a five-star review. And then when we die, we can haunt your dreams. Yeah. And we'll be like, did you mean it? <laughs> Was it a true five-star review, or were you just doing because we told you to? And do do we care? Do we care? I don't know. Probably not. Depend, depends on who. Yeah. And if you're uh, listening to this on YouTube and you're angry that we didn't play the movie, um, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that someone, one of the many hundreds of people, I'm sure, that have clicked on one of our YouTube videos hoping to watch the movie... But the the thought that they would get to this point yeah. in the podcast, yeah. and only now you're telling them, sucks to be you. <laughs> Here's the thing: the likelihood of someone being like, "Oh, what the heck is this?" Oh, and then like skipping ahead, skipping ahead, skipping ahead. Oh. Someone's gonna just skip and then be like, "If you're trying to watch this on YouTube and you didn't, because you thought it was gonna be the full movie, uh, suck a fuck, motherfucker." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, like. When people comment on that, I, I usually I either do one of two things. People will be like, you didn't play the movie. I'll be like, no, we didn't. <laughs> or people will be like, "How? Why, why didn't you play the movie? It's just a picture. I'll be like, it's a podcast where we talk about the movie. We're not, we, we're not a pirate channel. <laughs> if you want to illegally download the movie, go somewhere else. Yep. But thank you for your engagement. We will spend your money wisely. <laughs> no, link tr.e slash pod. That's where all the links to all the stuff are. Um, thanks for listening to this. Yeah. And we'll we'll see you on the next one. Um, hopefully we'll have we'll have a more consistent schedule going forward. We had a little bit of technical issues with the last episode. It got delayed, which is why. You're getting these two episodes so close to each other, and then classic tech issues. Why we missed uh, one month, I think. August? Did we miss August? Yeah. 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 Anyways, this is the weirdest ending we've ever done to the show. So I'm you just can cut it if you want. Say, I probably will. Just cut it after the Walter Cronkite bit. <laughs> <laughs> just end it with Cronkite. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. We love you. Keep watching crap.